It's Tuesday, June the 1st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, China's three-child policy and SARS-CoV-2 variants renamed. First, the world in brief. Chinese parents will soon be allowed to have a third child. The move was one of a range of measures introduced by the Communist Party's Politburo to manage the rapid aging of China's population. The party's leadership also agreed to raise the retirement age and to improve pensions and health care for the elderly. The World Health Organization will use the Greek alphabet to refer to variants of SARS-CoV-2. Variants of concern first detected in Britain, B117, South Africa, B1351, Brazil, P1, and India, B16172, will be labelled Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and Delta, following the order in which they were first reported. The WHO hopes the system will lessen the stigma on countries detecting new strains. The OECD revised up its forecast for world economic growth this year from 4.2% to 5.8%. Expansion of 4.4% next year will bring GDP in most places back to pre-pandemic levels by the end of 2022. The club of mostly rich countries advised governments to switch their efforts from emergency stimulus schemes towards long-term investment programs. Annual inflation in Germany reached 2.4% in May. Up from 2.1% in April, the figure was much higher than economists had forecast. The country's central bank predicts that inflation, quote, could temporarily reach 4% at the end of the year, the highest level the country has seen since it adopted the euro in 2002. The yuan fell against other currencies after China's central bank forced banks to hold a greater share of their foreign exchange in reserve. The increase from 5% to 7% in effect reduces the supply of dollars and other currencies in the country. The move is intended to rein in the yuan's surging value caused by a strong post-lockdown economic recovery. At least 50 people were killed in two attacks in Ituri province in the east of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Local officials blamed ADF, a Ugandan Islamist group with ties to ISIS that has been terrorizing the region. In a bid to restore peace in early May, President Felix Tshisekedi placed Ituri and the neighboring province of North Kivu under martial law. Police in the Czech Republic said that the country's billionaire prime minister should be charged with fraud. The recommendation came after an investigation into alleged misuse of European Union funds. Andrei Babis, who had campaigned against corruption at the country's last election, told CTK Newswire that he has done, quote, nothing illegal. And fact of the day. On May 19th, Nigeria announced the death of Boko Haram's leader Abu Bakr Shekau. It was the sixth time since 2009 the country confirmed his death. And now, here's today's agenda. Three is the magic number, China's birth control policy. For more than 35 years, China told would-be parents, quote, one is enough. 
In 2016, that became two. Soon, it will be three. Yesterday, a Politburo meeting led by President Xi Jinping agreed to further relax the country's restrictive birth control policies. Fresh in their minds was a once-a-decade census released last month showing a rapidly aging population. Only 12 million babies were born last year in China, a drop of almost 20% from 2019. Chinese women are predicted to have on average only 1.3 children each, less than the 2.1 required to keep the population steady. Will couples seize the opportunity? After the policy was relaxed in 2016, the government hoped for a baby boom. But after an initial uptick, births continued to fall. Expect history to repeat. In a poll run by Xinhua, the state news agency that broke the news, just 6% of 31,000 or so respondents said they would consider having a third child. To buy in Dubai, UAE's new foreign investment rules. Investing in the United Arab Emirates is about to get a lot more straightforward. Previously, foreigners wishing to break into the wealthy Gulf nation needed a local owner to take at least a 51% stake in their firm. From today, non-native investors can launch businesses by themselves in many industries. The change was announced in late 2020 after the country's economy had been walloped by plummeting oil prices, tourism and trade during the pandemic. Its economy contracted by 6.1% during the year, Dubai, its largest city, was particularly hard hit. Rising oil prices have improved the country's economic prospects this year, easing the pressures that contributed to the rule change. But an influx of foreign investment will still help to further one of the UAE's longer-term goals to diversify its economy beyond oil production, a necessary transition as the world tackles climate change. A bit of green, carbon-neutral Bitcoin mining. Cryptocurrencies may be virtual, but their carbon footprint is not. To create new coins in some currencies, energy-hungry computers must mine them by performing complex calculations. Bitcoin mining globally emits the same volume of greenhouse gases as the entire territory of Hong Kong does. Today, Greenidge will become the world's first carbon-neutral Bitcoin mining firm. Although its computers use electricity generated from natural gas, it will begin to invest in renewable energy projects to offset its emissions. A trickle of other firms may follow its lead. In April, several miners and campaigning groups launched a voluntary crypto-climate accord calling on the industry to reach net-zero carbon emissions by 2040. A regulatory clampdown in China may produce quicker results. The country, a global hub for Bitcoin mining, is trying to stamp out the business to promote its own digital yuan. So much so that in Inner Mongolia, a hotline has been launched for neighbors to snitch on any illicit miners next door. Think again, Mr. Swindler, the EU's new fraud agency. Crooks Beware, a new agency tasked with investigating and prosecuting fraud related to EU funds, begins operating today. 
The European Public Prosecutor's Office, commissioned in 2017, is led by Laura Codruta-Covesi, the former head of Romania's National Anti-Corruption Directorate. Ms. Covesi became a symbol of her country's struggles against graft before her politically motivated ousting in 2018. The task will not be easy. The EU budget is worth more than 150 billion euros, 183 billion dollars a year. The EU's pandemic recovery fund alone amounts to 750 billion euros. That's a lot of potential fraud. Will the EU's first supranational public prosecution office have sharp enough teeth? Five member states, Denmark, Hungary, Ireland, Poland and Sweden, have so far declined to join, meaning investigations involving those countries can only go ahead if they involve cross-border crime. And even the cooperation of participating member states might not be guaranteed if the EPPO starts going after vested interests. Running away from the ball, Copa America Less than two weeks before it was scheduled to start, Copa America found itself without a venue. South America's international football competition was to be jointly hosted by Colombia and Argentina. But anti-government protests in Colombia led it to pull out, followed yesterday by Argentina over concerns about its current COVID-19 wave. Opinion polls show that 70% of Argentines oppose staging the tournament. As COVID-19 ravages the continent, some star players have called for the tournament to be cancelled completely. Quote, Sometimes we have to give priority to the health of humans and not to a football tournament, says Luis Suarez, a Uruguayan striker. Conmebol, South American football's governing body, scrambled for a host. It quickly came up with Brazil, which hosted the competition in 2019. But Brazil has more important things to spend money on, its handling of COVID-19 has been disastrous, and it is experiencing a hunger crisis. Conmebol should perhaps listen to Mr. Suarez. Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Dewey, who died on this day in 1952. Every great advance in science has issued from a new audacity of imagination. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.